Have you seen, do you see the WhatsApp status I posted? No, I didn't. What do you post? Okay, wait, but like, no, a very Christian thing. La. It's like, what do you call a, let's say, no, uh, you see a burnt out Calvinist. Call that total sleep depravity. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> no, why am I such a nerd? Oh my gosh, Aaron. <laughs> Predestined before the foundations of the earth. Oh, <laughs> It's like, we were meant, we were, like you say, what, we are created to work and then, but then some of us, we take it overboard and like we end up destroying ourselves. We yeah. are totally <laughs> depraved in our sleep. <laughs> or oh deprived. <Lord>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's good. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, Christian theology nerds, if you know, you know like, what, what this whole yeah. Calvinist thing. Yeah. Uh, You're if a you nerd guys... if you laugh. Welcome to the Train of Thought. Please stand behind the yellow line as we are about to approach the station. Today's destination, burnout. Today's destination, burnout. Welcome to the Train of Thought podcast where we look back, reflect deeply and move forward in life. Brought to you by The Poetic Wit. I'm your train conductor host, Aaron Patrick. Today, we're going to be talking to this Wonder Woman, she's quite the character, a graphic designer, fitness expert, leader in her own right. Even at one time, she was my lecturer for computer graphics back in college. Everyone, please give it up for Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> say hi, say hi. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the train of thought. I am really, really excited to be talking about this topic. So yeah. 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 <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being here. It's such an honor, really. Um, yeah, how, how have you been? What, what have you been up to so far? I've been up to work as always and I think that's why you talk to me because uh, work never stops. I think that uh, I'm always doing something new. Uh, if not, I'm always, something, I'm always doing something more of what I was already doing. Mm. So I think what is happening in my life right now is uh, I'm going on to my next prep season for bodybuilding and I'm going to study soon again. Uh, all while still keeping my job and uh, yeah, understanding what being a daughter in my house looks like and that means balancing um, house chores, cooking, wow. potential wife skills. But yeah, that's that's all Whoa. that's happening right now. So <laughs> yeah, we'll never we'll never know what will happen next. <laughs> wow. Potential life wife skills. Whoa, that's a lot. Yes, Wait, yes. You're 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 also participating in like uh what bodybuilding competitions like Modeling kind of thing, like you, yeah, you always post yeah. on your I'm, Instagram. <laughs> I'm, I'm exploring. I'm exploring that at the moment. So uh, I'm not. There's gonna be a competition in August, but I'm not joining. But I do work out with a team, so I'm prepping with them towards the show. But I won't be on show. So what I'm doing instead is I'm gonna be on a photo shoot to kind of like uh, document how lean I got and uh, hopefully see some progress like you know it's a, a little win for myself doing all of this so yeah Ooh. I'll be I'll be looking I'm looking forward to that to be honest like I'm gonna start tomorrow with my diet and my my serious workouts so yeah let's go 13 weeks <laughs> oh 13 weeks for all of that I I gotta I gotta hand it to you I mean, like um you know all, all listening uh on the record right <laughs> Uh, I would consider Steph to be one of my role models because achievements, man. She's going to work to all those achievements, bro. Like, um, even, uh, you know, I'm also working and stuff and it came to a point where like, hey, what is this? I'm, I'm in my 20s now. This is the best time to like rack up achievements for myself as well. 
I'm gonna get those goals as well. Like, come on. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I get really, it. Get really it. Best time my, to get it. Yeah, I really need to up my game. But yeah, and on top of that, you're juggling all of all of those. Man. <laughs> so um as as you as you can probably tell from even you now the title and our, our little chit chat here, uh, we're gonna be talking about some stuff revolving around um the the title of today's episode, really questions of uh, work and rest, how we regulate ourselves in such a way that we can live and even work effectively. Um, you know, what is the place of work and rest and how we overcome burnout? Yeah, so to, to get the ball rolling, to get the discussion rolling. Stephanie, so um, you're working as a, what were you working as again, sorry? I'm currently working as a designer and copywriter at uh, Matt Squared. It's a boutique agency that is in lot 10. Uh, we only service uh, nonprofits. So we do very small scale campaigns uh, for organizations that want to do nonprofit work. So, I mean, if you're an organization that wants to do stuff like for charity, for events, yeah, we do, we can handle visual communication, video production. So yeah, we handle all of that, but I will handle mostly the graphic design side and also any uh, copywriting campaigns. Some of my clients are like Alpha, uh, the Alpha course from UK, um, HDBB Church, uh, and also, um, yeah, actually mostly, mostly Alpha, I handle mostly Alpha, so yeah wow and, and then on top of that you're gonna be pursuing your masters and working at the same time yeah i mean and that's that's the plan because you See know work is Woman. important <laughs> hey, <laughs> work is on. important in the time of today um and i think like being a master's course being a master's course and it's mostly going to be research-based not so class-like uh, I hope, I'm hoping there's going to be flexibility for me to juggle all of that. Uh, but if not, I'm actually very ready to decide to drop one to focus on my studies just so that, you know, I, I get it, get it done right. So, yeah. I see. Master's in what? Degree? Uh, sorry, black. Master's uh, in uh, what? Design or something? Or so, I'm going to be doing a master's in business. Sure. Uh, <laughs> MBA, <laughs> well, that, come on. Don't play, play. MBA, you gotta get that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, MBA, and the title of it is brand management and advertising because that's where I graduated from, and I think it'll be good to continue in that line. Uh, the business part is just very convenient because it's just widely acceptable, and yeah, it it, it does fall under a business cost in most other countries. I think in uh, it's not considered like a social science or, or stuff like that. It's considered business. So yeah. Wow, wow. So, um, again, to get this discussion on, so um, how important is work to you? Or how you know, like when, yeah. when I think of this question, I think of this question really, really often. And I think that um, I, I tend to go the long route and ask myself like, what is work and all that kind of stuff. But if I want to say like work as in my, what I'm paid to do in the nine to five, on a scale of one to 10, it's probably like an eight. So pretty important for me. Uh, so mm, yeah. I see, I see. I think when it, when it comes to work, it depends on the, yeah, perhaps the kind of work and also the, the sort of weight that it's being carried for the company and also for the person. I would say, let's say if you're actually having that only that one source of uh, income stream and like you're making a living only on that, then it's pre, it can be a pretty big deal for the person. Uh, 
uh, we'll, we'll talk mm. a bit more about this um, this whole thing work-life balance but yeah if you're asking me uh, I mean now in this particular season where I'm transitioning to um, you know just passing time to prep for my degree later on I'll be taking uh, continuing my study soon uh, I would say work is I guess semi-important because like it really depends on the purpose of your work also I mm, mean I'm there yeah. to contribute to the to the company at the same time uh, I'm there to also like okay lah I get paid and I see, it's just to save my, my money and then after that I'm just gonna chow <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, 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 that, that's me that, that's me lah but it, it's different for everyone I suppose uh, yeah so okay yeah yeah it's in the next question we're gonna discuss Wait, sorry. this so, yeah, so. can I just cut in and ask like okay. like because yeah, sure. you said you were gonna study right so mm-hmm. is that something that you're looking forward to is, like is continuing is, studying. is that like yeah yeah um ah uh, okay because because yeah i mean because i was gonna add in this point that like it's sure. important like how how important work is for me is because like um even my studies is work and i'm thinking ah. of work when i'm pursuing my studies that's why it's that important that i'm looking forward to the next season because otherwise it wouldn't be as important because yeah i mean it would just be the same things for me so yeah i see i see wow when you put it that way <laughs> uh, studies is also hmm, yes of course <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the whole point of education right is to like go to get into you to, the workforce yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean or, or even start your own thing and provide yeah, jobs for other yeah. people yeah yeah I, yeah that is work in 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 essence so <laughs> If you're asking me if I look forward to studying, I actually kind of miss um, student life like I, I knew it back then. I mean, it had its own mm. uh, challenges, but it doesn't really come with the pressure of like, you know, being in the workplace and mm. In mm. That, that task. Because uh, yeah. when, when, once you're in the company, they really expect you to deliver your best, like most, if not all the time and you know, give you 100% and, uh, and really like provide for the company. Otherwise, why are you getting paid for, you know? It's their money's yeah. worth, like, you know? They, they yes, really need your yes. skills for that. Uh, so, mm. and and when, once you're in your working world, right? Uh, this is another thing that I learned is that um, nothing is really spoon-fed to you all the time, at least all the time. Um, you know, they'll tell you certain things, let's say some urgent tasks or anything, but... A lot of times or so, uh, I mean, of course, it really depends what you're working as or so. But for me, um, as let's say a content creator, uh, there are certain things that you really need to, um, what do you call that? Figure out yourself, uh, plan yourself mm. and also uh, propose to your manager or your editor. And like, okay, I got this idea. I got this idea, you know, is, is this doable? Can we work on this? And I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Go ahead. Then uh, so long as it, you know, it shows how um, like proactive you are in that sense. So, mm. it, so again, it comes back to yeah that pressure to perform in the workplace. Whereas when it comes to studies, um, of course, I mean that it's a different kind of uh, pressure and and performance, but it isn't as like, uh, I mean, when it comes to uni, at, at least for uni and college, it's like you're not. I mean, okay, it really depends. Like, cause like, in, you, you don't know, like some Asian family <laughs> listening to this, they they want to force their kid to, to go through this and make sure they get like a 4.0 GPA straight. But um, a, a lot of the decisions when it comes to college or uni, in my opinion, um, for like your grades is entirely up to you. Like for me, I'm, mm. I'm a very chill dude. I, I, I'm not really high performance, uh, 100% like excellence based. I'm just like, so long as I pass and don't fail, that's enough already. 
and mm, it may yeah, come off yeah. as but it may come off as a bit uh, mediocre and complacent for other people. Uh, I I mean honestly speaking, like I I got like a what three point two GP after like all that those three point two is pretty good. So good job. <laughs> I I I know like, it's like it's more of like a B grade. So like if I I'm like an average B grade student, like, I would say. Like I'm I'm not like A plus plus or whatever. I'm just a I'm just like, you not know, chill. <laughs> so, no, yeah. I mean, remembering you as my student, you you're okay. Like you know, I, I always say like. I think one of the things that I try to do as a diffuse student, and I think you've heard me say this, is it's not work. <laughs> it's not real life. It's a simulation. So the worst thing that can happen is you fail, and then you take it again. <laughs> so that's that's about it. Right. So yeah, you did you did pretty well. So. Oh yeah! By the way, happy Teachers Day. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> I completely forgot that it's like Teachers Day today, man. Um, but I will earn that title back someday. But thank you for acknowledging that anyways. I you know, really feel even, very honored. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even though um, maybe not all of us work as teachers, I mean, of course, priority wishes go to the people who actually work in the education field. But in, in a sense, I would like to think that uh, each and every one of us has our teachers, like we teach other people things. Yeah, You, you get what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I, I actually believe that everyone can teach. But whether they are a good teacher, that's a different story. So, ah, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. And that's Ooh. why I want to teach, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. I'll be a good teacher one day. You, you'll be a great teacher. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> hey. All right. So, um, you, you know, we, we, we did briefly, uh, I, I briefly mentioned about the whole, this whole thing about Huh, work-life balance like what is that so yeah uh, should a person's work life or career become like say the main thing of their lives or if not then what is the place of work or what should be the place of work in a person's life what, what do you think Steph I think that work will become an important thing because like you know it kind of all of life kind of points towards that and on top of that you will spend a minimum of like eight to ten hours a day sometimes more five to six days at it so you're really spending a third of your time if you're saying like you're living 24 hours you spend a third of your time just working so should it be the main thing I actually think it depends on on like how you see it um I think it's the same question as asking if Sleep should be the main thing because it takes up eight hours in a day, right? And your answer would be no because it's one of the things you will be doing in life. So it's kind of like, it's just something you'll be doing. Um, but it doesn't have to be like the thing. It's just one of those things that will happen in life. Um, and on top of that, like the place of work in a person's life. So I, I firmly believe that we are de designed to do things. You know, we're given hands, we're given yeah, legs, we're given mouth. <laughs> and like, yeah, in a way, like everything is designed for us to work at it. Um, and I actually caught something that you said just now about how uh, when you propose an idea, then you, you ask whether you can work on it. So work is like execution, right? You're executing something. And I think that like as humans, we're just create, we're just like, you know, we have the ability to make service labor whatever it is 
uh, trade, whatever you call it, is a form of work. And some work for money, some work for connections, some work for like other reasons. But the way I see it is a necessary form of maturing of like, you know, like how when babies, like when they play, you know, they're figuring out how their hands work. They're figuring out how, how to put blocks together and stuff. Like, you know, I ever wonder why they do that. And I think that work is a similar form for us to figure out how we fit in life, uh, how we do things, how we can do things. So I think that uh, the place of work is kind of one that grows us, matures us. Wow. And uh, it is necessary. So, yeah, you start learning about the world and how you can affect it or not affect it. So I think that work is necessary in life and as necessary as sleep is. So, yeah, it's, it's equal for me, like all the parts of work, play and sleep. So, yeah, I think like Australia has like this 888 thing, like eight hours for work, eight hours for play, eight hours for sleep. And I think like, you know, there is no like, emphasis on one is more than the other but they emphasize on the lack of so if you have a lack of like play a lack of sleep then they go like work-life balance so in that sense i think the model of it is having um having equal amounts to see that these parts play a, a role in functioning normally so yeah wow I mean, because like to me, all this while wow, I've been thinking, because <laughs> when you when we say work, right, we um we only think about the whole jobs and careers and stuff aspect. I mean, I would I would think about that when when you say okay, work. That was like the first thing that comes to my mind. But when you put it that way, I'm like, yeah, I actually resonate with that. Like, all of life is work and rest. <laughs> yes. Yes, your your lungs they they work to breathe in your oxygen. Your your heart pumps blood. That kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> the universe oh, yeah. expands and the planets rotate. <laughs> wow, <laughs> everything's working. Yeah. Like wow, wow, so much. But I mean, like I'm so just gonna deep, like so add also like yeah. yes, everything works. Um, but there is like you know our bodies were not made. I don't think that our bodies were made to be in like a slavery mode. You know, like. Some people say like, I was like slave to my work. And mm. I, I think it's easy to say this by just seeing the effects of what slaving your body to anything does to your overall health. Like your body just doesn't want to support it. Mm. Like you will just get a mental breakdown. Your 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 body will start aching. Uh, you will bend in really bad ways. So it's like if your body doesn't doesn't like it, it probably means that it was not meant for it. So yeah. <laughs> wow. Then not to mention also p different people, different individuals have their own, like, yeah, bodies and their own complications, mm, yeah. shall I say? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have this, I have this colleague, yeah, shout out, uh, you know who you are. So, like, <laughs> like, so, like, I, I'm like this size and then we have like a bigger colleague and a smaller size colleague and then the smaller size colleague, she's actually older than me a few years by the way, but she's like, she's like, she's tiny and she's like, you know, this like precious thing we need to protect. And you know, and then we re we recently discovered that she was like immunocompromised and stuff. Mm. And she, she gets um, all these um, what ailments very easily and stuff. So mm. yeah, and it really called it really calls to show like, like no 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 two people are really alike. Yeah. You know, we, we we all got our we all we all yeah, we really like all come in different shapes and sizes that way. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and and to say that um, you're you're not let's say if your body can really cannot take it then you're not cut out for that I'm like oh really huh so it's not a one size fits all kind of thing when it comes to work that way yeah wow yeah for sure and I think that like 
like how I can use how important work should be. It's like, like for example, like we, uh, we have enough research to show how much sleep would be helpful, right? And so whatever that is left, it's kind of up to your prerogative, how much you want to work, how much you want to play. But the point is like you get eight hours of sleep that is like optimal for your body. So I feel like when I say slaving, I mean like eating into your sleep hours. That is like my definition of slaving. So yeah, I mean, I know a lot of yeah. students who did that. I did that and I, it compromised my health. And uh, thank, thank goodness that like at this point, I'm a little out of it. Uh, thanks to bodybuilding as well. So, I mean, we'll talk about that a bit later, but you yeah, know, sure. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, who's not sleep deprived? <laughs> <laughs> We shouldn't be, we should not make that the yeah, norm. No, no, no. We wow. should be a generation that really like sleeps, <laughs> sleeps properly. Have you seen, do you see the WhatsApp status I posted? No, I didn't. What do you post? Okay, wait, but like, no, a very Christian thing. La. It's like, what do you call a, let's say, no, uh, you see a burnt out Calvinist. Call that total sleep depravity. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> no, why am I such a nerd? Oh my gosh, Aaron. <laughs> Predestined before the foundations of the earth. Oh, <laughs> it's like we were meant. We were, like you say, what we are created to work, and then but then some of us we take it overboard and like we end up destroying ourselves. We yeah. are totally <laughs> depraved in our sleep, <laughs> or oh deprived. Lord. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's good. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh, Christian theology nerds, if you know, you know lah. What what this whole yeah. Calvinist thing? Yeah, uh, you're if a you nerd guys, if you laugh. I mean, yeah, yeah. If if you guys don't know, you know, go go look it up. Yeah, this uh this whole five points of Calvinism blah. blah. Okay, okay. Coming back to this, but but then it's a bit. Uh, I find it a bit. Hmm, how. I, I don't know, like really, I don't really know what to feel about it because there are other countries, let's say in the in the West, you know, the West, um, European, certain European countries, like France, or was I'm, I'm just naming countries at the top of my head, you know, you guys feel free to correct me, it's like France, Sweden, uh, Finland, um, don't know, don't know who, don't know who, which country, their, their work-life balance is like so much more different as compared to what we experience in Malaysia in that, Oh, mm. they have like these, I don't know, four day, like weekday, and then they have this like cut off time. They say after after your working hours, nobody is to text you like like up regard or contact you regarding uh work related matters. If they do, you 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 might get a potentially sued or something like that. And I'm like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, dude, why can't we have this in Malaysia? But then when we when it comes to working here, right, like I mean, in my experience, I'm, I think Steph might be familiar with a bit. The culture is such that, okay, we have tasks, we need to get them done. If we're not done within this set amount of time, it will extend, we OT. Or uh, let's say uh, we need, there's a last minute crisis or something happening. And so happen work overlaps with our uh, um, downtime. Like managers will like, um, will call their employees and be like, hey, I, I sorry, I know you're on your break, but could you d- just do this small favor for me on this task? And then, and then it's just gonna be like oh man you know it, it can barely catch a break or, or breath or anything like that i mean on the flip side also if, if you really i've learned that if, if you really don't like plan properly you plan to fail <laughs> and like you you won't be able to execute those tasks like um effectively otherwise 
work extent work will expand to the time that you've allowed for it and you end up procrastinating on the on the work and it will just overlap in that sense or so so in when it comes to all this like work and like time management i'm not sure if i'm the only person because this is also like a problem <laughs> that i'm also experiencing um but yeah in that sense we can be yeah flexible I guess <laughs> right for sure yeah I and, think that um, yeah. listening so I listened to a podcast called Work Life with Adam Grant Adam Grant is a psychologist that deals specifically with work-life balance uh, great podcast and uh, he talks about how there are different types of workers and like some people could be integrators which means they they work as needed and they don't mind it and some people could be like like they just segregate their time like nine to five I don't want to touch work after that and the problem arises when like you have a boss that probably is an integrator and then there is a employee who is a segregator and one thing's or a method of working is better than the other and they impose that on each other and they don't really get to the heart of understanding that they just prefer different methods of work and on top of that to top it off Asians we don't talk <laughs> and we it's not that we don't want to talk it's more like we don't have the language to talk about it and so when we don't have the language to talk about it we don't know how to start a conversation so we either submit to whatever we don't prefer to do or uh, we just like you know uh, we just leave so it's just like nothing there is no progress in this area because we don't really talk about it very often so yeah I, I definitely think that Malaysia's culture is is more suitable for like if you're an integrator because like um, there's not just work there's also your side hustle and like work is all all of life if you like work you know Malaysia's the place to be <laughs> so <laughs> you know there's so many avenues to work and work I was just talking to <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a friend from uh, Brunei and he 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 like he he has so many businesses. I'm like, you you don't get burned out. That's like I've got so much energy, I'm so bored. I'm like, you should come to Malaysia. And <laughs> we have never we don't have enough time uh ever. Cause you know, like our ambitions are so big, but our time is so little. So right. yeah, yeah. So I think that you know it, it really comes yeah, so so back to you, what you said, I think it really comes down to the preferences that we are not communicating and perhaps we're not understanding first and therefore like, I, I really want to suggest like listening to work life because this guy gives you a lot of language to be able to communicate and you know maybe you can start a conversation with 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 your boss and and if that communication does not take place I assure you that there are a lot of other workplaces that have better cultures you know but that's all about exploring so yeah it's just really down to what do you want and and that is i feel like this topic is more in like work culture already and uh yeah but but it leads to that like you know work-life balance comes down to there's a there's a workplace uh support that kind of culture as well so yeah and it's not if it's not suitable for you you're always like free to leave so i think that's something that bosses always put up and uh yeah wow yeah, there's something something a, a colleague also pointed out. Like we really need to um yeah, communicate more, I suppose. Um but then but then again, uh coming back to how you know our work work culture is as such that it, it overlaps, right? Sometimes uh it may borderline touch the boundaries per se. Of mm. like, you know, mm. needing people need like their personal space. Or maybe it's because uh 
people haven't really or certain people like so for me like i'm shooting myself here like so like um like we don't stretch our capacities enough or like get out of our comfort zone more enough like, with the excuse that oh maybe i need more time for myself or maybe it's just we just need to go and get this done but either way it's that um you know then again that that overlap so just flowing into this uh this next point that we want to discuss right then how do we define um like our limits and our boundaries yeah what is burnout and like what wh- how do we know that um that we are experiencing that you know that burnout mm. have you and also have you experienced burnout Seth? like yeah talk let, let's talk like, about this yeah yeah i mean i had to at some point uh yes definitely uh and one of the things that i have to distinguish very clearly is the difference between stress and burnout uh, because very fine line but very there's one very clear defin- difference is stress is as you feel it right so like for example the manager calls you and you're off time you're, you're off on a date and he's like can you get this done now stress you know that's like in that instance you feel stress uh, what I think is a burnout is a prolonged exposure to stress um, psychologists would say that it's an emotional exhaustion that leads to that leads to like uh, it affects your your normal functions. Like you start to forget things, like bodily functions that you cannot do. You cannot wake up. You cannot you cannot eat right. You know when it starts to affect you that way, then yeah, you're experiencing a burnout. Uh, so yeah, so to sum that again, prolonged exposure to stress uh, and it's an emotional emotional exhaustion that that starts to affect your physical functions. Yeah. And uh, I would say that my um, my definition of a burnout is a mental red flag to get that that your body trying to get your attention to evaluate your current intentions. Like you know, um, if you think about it, uh, the stress happens like when 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 your boss tells you to, I want this now. Uh, you can choose. You can choose. I do it. I don't do it. Right. Uh, let's say. Let's say I do it. Uh, okay, this time I do it, I rush for it. And then if you keep doing that, what was going to happen is going to lead to that prolonged exposure of like stress, right? You, you just keep allowing that that crossing of boundary to happen. And let's say, I feel like on the opposite end, this could happen too, where if you communicate to your boss that, can you not talk to me during, <laughs> after work? Uh, I don't think that's right. And blah, 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 blah. You try to communicate everything already and they still breach boundaries. And what happens is that could lead to like, I've tried so much. I don't know what to do now. They're expecting this of me that I cannot deliver. It's a form of stress too. And I think that the minute you start feeling like this dread that sinks in this numbness regarding work, you probably are like experiencing a work burnout. Uh, Because I'm sure that you go into a job not because you hate it, right? You you went in probably because, oh, I wanted to learn something. I wanted to get some money. And I, 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 I thought this was what we were set up and I agreed to it. So... Yeah, um, in that sense, have I experienced it uh, for sure? And it's also because of these two scenarios that I point out. One is not realizing the boundaries that have been crossed. And one is realizing that the boundaries have been crossed, pointing it out, and then still allowing it to happen. So I find that like, um, oh, I'm going to also add a third, a third category of how I've experienced burnout. And that is due to excitement in a sense that like, I, I love, I'm going to talk about this one first. Um, it's in my current job. Uh, my current job is my dream job. I love it. Uh, next to teaching, actually. 
And what happened was it was a campaign that I really wanted to do. And I just went all out in it. And I, I just like, I, I, I myself went all out for it. And I was really excited for it. And uh, yeah, it did affect my sleep a bit. But I was like, no, no, no. I love that job. I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep doing it. And after that whole season of the campaign and after it was done, I could not wake up for like, I could I needed like a 10 hour sleep every single day for wow. like three months. And every single morning when I woke up, there was this panic that sank in and there was this dread of going, wanting to go to work. Like I just felt so scared and I didn't know why. And, and I started forgetting little details. I started making a lot of mistakes and uh, I didn't know what I was going through until like I sat down with uh, a therapist and it's like, burnout <laughs> you know like uh, your anxiety this prolonged exposure to stress is leading to uh, a burnout and and you know um in a way like it could be that excitement is causing the anxiety and you're you're having a prolonged prolonged season of it uh so this was the i think this is a very unique case that i don't know many people who experience it maybe very high achievers do experience it a bit where you just keep hustling you know it's things that you want to do you keep producing 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 and you forget your physiological needs uh, so yeah. in that sense your body burns out first and then it starts to affect your emotions so it's kind of reversing because you know what we define burnout as was a emotional exhaustion right so yeah, i think that burnout can happen if you yeah. <laughs> yeah so i feel like uh, in that sense, burnout could happen if you have a physical exhaustion too. And then you, it starts to affect your emotional health. Right. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. So, it's so like that, self that part inflicted. Is, la. Yeah, it is. So, I feel like that part, uh, not many people know about. Uh, not many people have started talking about yet. Uh, but let's talk about the ones that like uh, are common. The, the ones where like, I started feeling dread because boundaries were crossed. Um, I, f- I felt like what, what happened was that um, they required me to do more than I was told at the beginning. And I similarly, uh, they will say stuff like, oh, it's for the exposure, it's for the exposure and stuff like that. Exposure, credit. <laughs> it's because of that. That's, that's why I say at the start, work matures you, gives you the language to call certain things out. So I think after, after hearing that stuff, um, what happened was I started getting like really, really bad headaches. I mean, I wasn't Ooh. happy about, I really wasn't happy about it. And I was actually stuffing that feeling down because I felt like, oh, it's for a good cause. I'm doing good work. And I think that's something that uh, workplaces tend to do, um, which I, I feel like it, it's up to you to really know your boundary because they could, stretch you out and then go like, oh, good job, you did such a good job. And then you feel like, oh, okay, you know, uh, but you, you you kind of like, it distracts you away from your initial feeling of being upset about the fact that that lines were crossed. So in a way, like, I think that uh, when lines were crossed, I didn't bring it up. And when I didn't bring it up, it, it started affecting me because I started feeling like, like, I just like, you know, like that, that feeling of anger that, that balls up in your stomach into your chest. Yeah, it mm. went up to my head and started getting righteous like, fury, <laughs> injustice. <laughs> oh Lord, I, I wish I wish it was righteous, um, well, but it wasn't, and, okay. and it was just mostly like like anger that like my time wasn't respected. So mm, yeah, yeah. So so in a sense, like I back then my eighteen my nineteen year old self didn't know how to say it for what it is, but I just knew that like I was angry. So nineteen, yeah, you were working at nineteen. 
yeah, yeah, it was like a, it was like a freelance kind of thing. Oh, so, okay. wow. Yeah, so wow. it was like it was like I don't like it, but I'm gonna endure it. Uh, and you know when lines are breached, you know like the trust is broken, and you still keep on doing that. You, what what you're doing is you're slaving yourself. <laughs> That's what I talked mm. about it at the start. You know when you start slaving yourself, you start feeling like a lesser person. When you start feeling like a lesser person, you start hating kind of yourself for it. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a it's a whole train of thought for Aye. sure. <laughs> ay, 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 ay. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel like I feel like uh, the moments of my burnout uh, definitely broke me down enough for me to take a, a step back to ask myself, was this what what am I allowing and why why is it I was feeling like this? Like what triggered it? What was the train and like how did I come here? So yeah, that that was my experience with burnout. It was mostly a physical thing, like it became like a, it physically affected my work quality. Uh, so yeah, I I really resonated with like the the point you brought up about feeling a lesser, feeling yourself to be a lesser person, hating yourself for it, like. Hey, I do that all the time. <laughs> Pretty much all the time. Trust me, you're gonna feel miserable after a while. It's not great. It's not a great feeling because you know. I've always been. If we all preach on like <laughs> equality, oh no, oh no, oh lord. Kidding. Oh, but yeah, <laughs> kidding. Oh sure. <laughs> oh, but but yeah. on a on a real note, yeah. on a real note, like. Mm. If you're gonna see each other as equals, like it's really important that like your boss is sees you as a human and that you are able to see yourself as a human with a boss. So the minute I start to feel like I'm lesser than you, then it feels like I'm willing to slave myself out for you and like at what price? And usually the price is at the, the price of your health. So yeah. Mm. And even the the price of uh, your own like uh, self-identity self-worth that kind of thing hmm, mm. which will be a topic mm. for another episode yeah sure. okay <laughs> so three um, basically you've just li- listed out like three uh, causes or avenues of burnout like this whole slaving thing first is like lines are crossed you didn't know it second one would be lines are crossed you called it out but you still allowed it and then the other one is like a self-inflicted where you you go overboard and you give your hundred ten percent and then your body just dies out immediately and yeah. like then you then you start to feel it. So mm. so yeah, those are some of the stuff. Yeah, look out for that in your own uh, journey, guys. Um, this is a shout out to the youth if you are planning to start working, uh, taking up maybe whatever jobs it is or even like start a whole career. Uh, make sure to really really take care of your health. Uh, emotional, mental, spiritual, physical health to be at your uh, to to be at your best uh, self, your best um, to you know deliver that optimum performance that you need. Because really, if if you over if you go overboard with your work and you slave like what Steph said, it's it's really going to affect you. Then it's going to affect your work. Then you won't be able to give that hundred and ten percent which you gave in the first place. That Gonna cause that, you know. Okay, anyway, it's a whole cycle. You know, avoid that. It's a whole Just, cycle, yes. Yeah, avoid that. So, um, you you were talking about you know taking a step back and so what other ways did you um do to like overcome this this whole these cycles? Like say in the future now, even even now with this uh, say after that phase of nineteen year old you freelance and slaving for people, and then now you're compared to now you're working. At, how old are you again? Twenty. 
I'm like 26, man. Yeah, young adult stuff. <laughs> Reaching go. that. Oh, young adult. Oh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Still young, still young, still young. Uh, 26 uh, is... Young adult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but then now you... 26-year-old, um, prime-time staff working at uh, Alpha. So what did you do to shift from slaving and burning out to overcoming that and um, keeping yourself at that optimum pace and, and level. So yeah, how, how did you, what did you do to you know, get over that? I worked harder. <laughs> I'm kidding. Wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. What? So, 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 I mean, okay. I said that for a reason, like, um, you know, like on top of, on top of, the nine to five work. When I say all life is work, I meant that I work harder in the play time, like the times that I'm supposed to be resting. I, I, I use those times really intentionally to dig down into why was it that I, I was feeling all of that. Uh, so it's, it's work for me because I understand that what I'm doing is for work uh, and it will benefit my work primarily because it doesn't benefit my sleep, right? My sleep will just happen. Uh, but Working harder in terms of like understanding myself, understanding the nature of the work, understanding uh, the deep-seated insecurity that I probably felt uh, that hit when I was physically down uh, was the hard work that I had to put into. So it was it was not like times where I just chill and Netflix, you know, like I don't know it was Netflix and chill. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like uh, just just go into I call it this I call this a repair mode uh, repair mode means like I gotta binge eat ice cream I gotta watch TV I gotta I gotta just like drink myself to death that kind of thing okay I think that yeah I, I feel like those are, are, are ways you you feel the need to repair or yourself mm. like like I, I I like the I like Netflix I like watching movies and I think that um, if I'm not very burned out, I can appreciate it in this time, but if I'm very, very tired, it feels like it's not enough. And that's what puts me on this binge cycle. Like, I just need more. I just need more. I crave for more food. And, and this whole thing comes because I'm, I, what I need cannot come from all these things. They don't give me rest. Um, so what I needed to do is be very intentional about the time that I was spending after work and look at what was contributing to this factor. And I think what really did help me overcome was uh, talking to people. I know that when people are burnout, they tend to isolate themselves. Um, especially from if work is your life, then the people at work is your life. And so you start isolating the people from work. Um, so I feel like having a connection of people who I trusted, whether it's in work or outside of work, I helped because uh, I could talk to them about what I was feeling. And that talking to them helped release some burden. Uh, on top of that, uh, people can be there. They, they might not know how to handle your problems, but they can hear you out. Um, and then I talked to professional people uh, who could possibly give me some perspective. So I, I, I saw a therapist. I, I went for counseling. Um, and through those sessions, I, I could break down the many, many blocks that built up to the burnout. And uh, yeah, I could slowly kind of like, I'm like break by break, take them down again. Uh, one of the things that really helped me uh, was actually one of my counseling sessions. I, I talked to a lot of people about this, uh, understanding myself, uh, using the Enneagram to know my, my tendencies, 
the source behind my tiredness uh, helped me find the reason that I'm working again. So the reason why I think burnout happens is, you know, you, you lose your sense of purpose. So, mm. uh, and this whole sense of dread, like it's a never ending list of to-do lists. Uh, there needs to be hope. When there is no hope of why you're working, then, you know, you're just like, you're just slaving away, you know? Uh, it never ends. It feels like prison. <laughs> I remember thinking about this at one point, like, I feel like I'm working in prison. Like, I wake up, especially when the MCO hit, like, you know, you just wake up, you, you go down for breakfast, you come back up, you, you start working. And when you're off time, you go out to run a bit and you come back in and you work again. So it's like, it feels like prison life to think about it. <laughs> house arrest, yeah. Right. So, so the hope is like, whatever your work is, there needs to be hope that whatever that you do matters, right? Because, Burnout happens when you feel like whatever you do is like, it's like that. It doesn't you, matter. You, you, like you lose sight of the bigger picture and you just focus on the motions and you go into the motions without um, realizing mm. that like, you know, this is actually having an impact on like people. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of mm. the companies like say Vision is, it, it's really, it involves people also a lot. Like oh okay not not just like church or but also like nonprofit companies or like um say education institutions or like any company really is like the vision is to like oh reach a nation or to reach like this target amount of like number of like people or connect mm. with people and stuff and I find that uh work has its relevance because it uh not only uses. That uses like people for work, but it also is to reach out and connect with people and build other people up. And I think yeah. a lot, a lot of the times, let's say if we do ever do, I mean, I, you, whoever goes into burnout, is sometimes it's like you're, we're just slaving away at the motions of like getting things mm. done, but Mm-mm. not realizing that people actually like see the work you do and it really affects them, you know. Yeah. As content yeah. creators, as uh, people who work in like say design and advertising, people actually see that and like it gives some sort of impact and effect to them. And uh, but because we we're always so into like the behind the scenes part and like we're just like we're creating the stuff, right? We we we, we aren't sometimes we aren't aware that it actually is being seen. Like we are we, like we are being seen by people, you know. Like un- until like mm. some people like say congratulations like hey congratulations you know this this be- uh or or some people come to this hey I really like your work uh it has brought a positive impact to my life and then only like oh wow so encouraging you know that kind of thing like yeah and yeah and yeah it's like we lose that side you know we all we, in a sense we become short sighted that way yeah mm. I'm gonna add to that point and say like yeah because I I did intern in in an agency before and when you're kitchimiao intern copywriter your contribution your contribution is like maybe 0.01% you know uh, and you gotta climb the ladder in years and stuff like that you gotta have a great personality that people you kind of mm. gotta drama a bit for people to notice you right and maybe the encouragement comes once a year uh, so that they, keep, they can keep you stuff. I'm a bit pessimistic about this because of like yeah <laughs> but <laughs> you know uh, when you said that when you said that like encouragement helps to fuel you I think that that's true uh, but it may not often be available through other people so what is like one of the things that like I did to also help me overcome my burnout is actually like um, recognizing my own efforts and and that how that helps is if you know how what you've been doing 
that you like to do. Like for example, I, I love talking to people. I love catching up with uh, my juniors, people my age. And like, I, I somehow know that like being with them makes me happy, makes me feel like my presence is being appreciated. And for me, that's like a win for me. And I think that it's really important to find like small wins in everyday life and not hang your expectation for encouragement on the big things because they might come once in a while. Uh, you need to find hope in smaller things. Like for example, I think through my therapy sessions, I had to learn how to have grace for myself, mm. recognizing that I'm doing like 25 things in a day and I got them all done. Like, and I'm, I'm, I'm just like complaining about not doing one or two things and not getting the list done. It's kind of like, it's kind of being very hard on yourself. I think one of the tips that uh, my therapist taught me to do for people who do a lot like me is to write down all the things that you have to do within the day and kind of like recognize that you actually like have to do so much and how much do you actually do? And perhaps when you can do that much, that's what's required of the day. So it's kind of like, okay, good job. Day is over. Like learning to say is enough. Uh, that, that, that part comes with discipline and a lot of um, trial and error. I feel like everyone's capacity varies, but learning, I think this one comes from Craig Rochelle. Learning how to say good enough to move on is one of the hardest disciplines you will have to, the sooner you get it, the better it is, the happier you feel in days to come. Because especially as a creative, I'm never happy with my work. So I always want to perfect <laughs> it like a thousand percent. Wow. But in the real world, you might be given a day, which means you can only give 10%. And are you going to be upset about it? So a lot of my burnouts could also happen because like I, I was not happy with my work. And because of that state of not being happy about my work for a prolonged time, um, it kind of made me feel miserable about why am I working here anyway, you know? I know it sounds a bit like pride, but it's kind of like, I feel like creatives, we need, we need that sense of pride to be able to do our work. And I feel like what I've learned from my journey is that maybe you cannot channel your 100% in your work but maybe you can do it elsewhere. And that's why I say I work harder because after work, I do my own posters. I do my own creative work. I do my own teaching. I, I find more resources. And, and that's so that I can put my, my, my intended like want to do my best here elsewhere. So in a way, I, the expectation is met. It's a win for me. So yeah, if that makes sense, you know, mm -hmm. uh, working harder by means of channeling what you want to do elsewhere so yeah wow i also like to write on that point where you uh you mentioned something about not having uh expectations to get uh what do you call that encouragement from let's say people or, or even people at work and having that um say people outside of work you know, to or, or that space to be appreciated just for who you are. I really felt that because a lot of times when we get, again, you know, slaving into the motions of like, uh, you know, working for a company or for a boss or something like that. And um, you, like like what I, I sort of uh, touched on the whole um, losing a, your sense of self, like your identity and your, your sense of self-worth, it becomes dehumanizing that way when, when mm. we, you know, we lose, we start to lose ourselves to this thing instead of being able to experience life to the full in that sense, you know? Mm. And I really, I really resonate with like what you say, you know, work harder in all the other aspects 
and the then that work work will like not everything will like just fall into place that way lah. Now, even if you yeah. can't give your hundred percent that aspect, you're able to give something that is good enough for you to move on. That's really yeah. Good. I I actually want to add like what I did to overcome it is I mean looking at how people that I admire, uh, some of the people that I really admire is like Uncle Richie from my church. Ooh, shout out to Uncle Richie. Great, uh, spiritual dad. Um, but you know he's like. He works as a boss. He his timetable is full all the time. So I can't say that. I sometimes feel like, do you even have work life balance? Like, um, but in that sense, I realize that those things that he does on the side fuels him to be able to work. And what vice versa, you know, it becomes like a this helps this, this helps this, and and that's why you see a lot of entrepreneurs as well when they when they're in the zone, they like go on top of it by like you know. Funding a cause and stuff like that, you know. It's I realize that like it's a strategy to create a little win for yourself sometimes because you know that you're doing something good that that you appreciate. Not necessarily people can appreciate it, but you know that you're doing something worthwhile, and that's really really important, especially as creatives. That you know that you're doing something worthwhile, and you're not just slaving away moving a logo. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> But then another question, our uh, just just a uh, is a bonus thing to what we already prepared mm. also. So um, then, what about for some of us who just need to have that space to just like have no plans, do nothing, that kind of thing. You, you yeah, know, yeah, for sure, do it. You know, like that's just what the days are for. You know, <laughs> one of the wrong. things that yeah, I feel like if you if you need that, do it. You know, um, I think. I'm saying this mostly because I'm a person uh, who doesn't know what I need. Uh, hence, the physical exhaustion. <laughs> you wow. know, the self-imposed physical exhaustion. Yes. I had to learn that I need breaks. Um, so yeah, I think that if you are very good at knowing what you need, then keep doing it. It works for you. Um, but for the rest of us who are burning out, then like, I'm just saying that like maybe look at these things. Here are some suggestions. Uh, lazing around is great. You know, I I plan Saturdays to be like no plans. <laughs> you know, it's weird that you have to plan a day for no plans because that's how much I would fill it up. So it's just crazy, and and I think that um, I definitely there's a group of people who burn out because they can't control it, and there's a group of people who burn out because they just add too much into their lives, and that's that's where I am. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> I see. Maybe share with us like some of the things you do to help replenish your energy and and give you that that strength that's needed. So you say like, um, you work hard in those other areas to help you work better for your work. So like, what are some of those things that help replenish your energy and your strength for that? Right. So I'm gonna quickly. I'm gonna drop a lot of references here because like I learned sure. from people who have already experienced it. Um, this one. I learned from Craig Groeschel's uh, leadership podcast on your four forms of energy and how to manage your energy. And he he basically has been experimenting with the way he works for like close to 10 years, 10, 11 years now. So he knows exactly what he needs, right? And he says that one of it is your physical tank. And uh, for me, the physical tank uh, is working out. I, I realized that especially when you start working, you're going to be sitting on your butt for at least eight hours. If you're gonna be a designer like me, if you're gonna be a auto producer, perhaps you need to schedule more times to sit down. So, um, you know, I, I find that the things that 
really gave me strength is working out, uh, sleeping right, uh, eating right, knowing what I put in my mouth because you don't know it, but physiologically, everything you put in your mouth affects your energy and you don't want to have spikes of energy so often. You want to control your coffee intake yes. and recognize that it can detriment your productivity. Shout out to um, my colleagues, you know who you are. Please stop drinking that anxiety juice like it's nothing, like <laughs> like it's water. <laughs> like, yeah, calm down, um, calm down. Like, really, you know, it's just, we were, we were so, like, bogged down on, like, that the mm. lack of energy, right? And then they are just, like, halfway through work, hey, wanna go, go down and grab a coffee? Wanna go down and have, have mama and tea? I mean, like, yeah, like, we do that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, like... Yeah, I mean... You can't help it. You know, it's, yeah. I remember being in office life and you just can't help but go down and want coffee. One, you just want a change of scenery. So I recognize that maybe if you're hooked, you're hooked on three cups or four, five cups a day, Whoa, uh, maybe you want to, yeah, maybe you want to, you want to tune down your goals and like maybe look at just drinking mo more water because <laughs> that could help. Um, and all this, like, I feel like they could vary from different people. But the point is to like, be serious with your physical health and recognize that you are jeopardizing it if you don't look at it. So it's just changing one small thing at a time. Uh, so for me, what really works is like drinking. Like when I know that I've drank enough water, I can quickly eliminate whether like, am I stressed? Because sometimes you get headaches because you don't drink enough water. Sometimes you get headaches because you don't eat enough. So like once I take this two box, like I ate enough, I drank, okay, then I can attribute it to maybe it's work stress. So... Uh, and sleep, whether I've slept enough. So sleeping sleeping enough is so important, especially during MCO, because like sleeping enough, meaning not too much and not too little, 10 hours is a lot. Uh, and for me, six hours might be a little too little, but I know that some as you grow older, you actually need lesser sleep. Like I know Uncle Richie has like six to seven hours only. It's crazy how he can function like that. But mm. uh, knowing what is optimal for you really helps. Uh, what else replenishes my energy is doing what I like uh, and not putting that aside. So let's say if I scheduled like this week, I'm going to watch this movie. I'm going to make that happen because <laughs> I know that I need that to happen. Otherwise, I'm going to feel dreadful for the next week. <laughs> mm. So it's kind of like taking your words seriously because, uh, you know, you're important. And, and if your body and your mind wants it, just, just have it for a bit, like ice cream. Uh, one, one of the things that I've learned even being a bodybuilder is that having too intense a uh, diet plan will burn, you will burn out physically. So you need to like schedule cheat meals or, or like uh, more calorie days so that your body feels like it's not suffocating from it. Mm. So I think taking, taking tips from that, I put it into my work life and recognize that I, I can't be so hard on myself. I'm allowed, I'm allowed to rest. And I, I think I say this because a lot of us who overwork feel guilty when we rest. We feel yes. like I'm not being productive enough. Yes. Uh, I'm wasting Revenge time. Revenge bedtime procrastination, guys. Look that up. <laughs> it, it's a new term oh, I, I recently come to learn. Revenge bedtime procrastination. You know, mm. uh, it's like you don't feel productive enough during the day. That's why you can't uh, sleep earlier. Therefore, you stay up a little bit uh, more just to... 
maybe not just to let's say it's not burning midnight oil per se but then like you can't fall asleep easily because like yeah you you you, you really felt like you could do more and stuff and then you end up sleeping later <laughs> yeah, yeah <man>. <laughs> <laughs> i've definitely experienced that so <laughs> yes we all experienced that i'm only i'm only like 20 and i've gone through like oh well, mm. burn out like crazy already. Yeah, uh, I'm it's only twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's so sad. I'm Dude, only like twenty, and and like I, my bare minimum for functional like sleep is like, like if I really have to wake up early, but then I've like I'm sleeping damn late, like like five hours, and then like okay, it's school time. Let's say I have to get out of the house early just to send my brother to school. Then get get to the office early. Yeah, five, six, five, six hours and stuff. But then if I really had the the choice, right, I'll, I can sleep until like I wake up like around lunchtime. And then breakfast is like mm. lunch is my breakfast and <laughs> mm. that kind of thing. Oh man, yeah. Yeah, I've gone through that. You know, like final sem at home wasn't easy. You asked Steph like, and she she would know lah. I was like, I was just burnt counting my wins helps uh, so finding a way to journal it that's why I, that's the honest reason why I, I did my Instagram thing it kind of makes me feel proud about how far I've come because when you're in your worst state you don't remember anything <laughs> you just know that you're, you're shit and you, you feel like I'm the worst person in the world all that kind of thoughts you know so, <laughs> so you need you need physical proofs that show you what you have done and there's also a tip from my therapist like count all the things that you've done right because we are so good at counting all the things that don't go right wow so, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, Asians, and the last know? thing <laughs> Asians I think it's ingrained in us but we gotta change it somehow so um, and lastly I what I do is I, I pray and meditate. Um, mm. What prayer does for me is just, it's kind of a bit like talking to myself, but what I'm doing is I'm kind of doing a check-in with how I'm feeling. And uh, as a Christian, I get to do that uh, with what I believe. Uh, is my is my father who, who hears everything in my head already. And so it feels like I'm talking to someone. So in a way, meditating could just look like checking in with all that's happening right now. And, you know, checking out your thoughts. Are they, are they in the right space? Mm-hmm. So taking like, like even 10 to 20 minutes really is helpful. Like I, I, I try to do that every day when I wake up, I'll go for a walk. And when I go for a walk, I'll just like, sometimes I'm not thinking anything, but it's kind of, I, I'm meditating in a way. I'm breathing in the, the beautiful like uh, morning air and I'm just like, you know, feeling my body. Because a lot of times our, our brain is thinking of the next thing but we're not very in touch with our body. <laughs> so uh-huh. what that happens is you start getting a panic attack. You start to feel numb, right? And that's what, what it feels like to be in a burnout state. You're numb. So wow. remembering that you're alive, be happy that you're alive uh, is really important. So early morning walks really help me out. Like just walks, no pressure to run. Just like, just walk. I chill. I can use my phone, whatever it is, but you know, I'm just walking. So yeah, that helps me a lot. Mm, yeah. Like ha- like especially having like quiet time and like community. Yeah, that that really that really really helps. Uh mm. just, yeah, just to share a bit like uh Steph and I are, are like Christians and like we we believe that um you no know, prayer is something that 
it's it's like prayer prayer is to is to breath like like how we breathe yes yeah so like our spiritual lives are it's like it's a really it's like a must to always always um when whenever we pray we come to god and like we we talk to god and uh, we sort of like release our burdens there and also this whole uh, process of meditating on let's say uh truths truths that we find in the bible and also regarding our circumstances and situations it really opens up our mind's uh, eye to discern uh what are the things that are going on around us and how we are able to respond to those situations so mm. i think yeah like just to touch on this so i think these these are also some of the areas that i have and maybe if, if i may be honest so like currently struggling with as well because uh i don't i find that i don't always like take the time to actually do quiet time or like pray or meditate in in that sense and it's always about the okay what's the next thing let's just okay mm. sit down a few minutes plan everything just like okay and then that like that's it but to intentionally like like do it like a mental like spiritual deep dive into all these things it's 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 like yeah and it, it's it, it's sort of um yeah like it's I, it's it's something I think, that i ought to go go into also like yeah you, i think that's saying? that's something yeah so i was gonna say that like again like recognizing what you need um for some people once a week check-in is pretty good and i'm not gonna judge them for it because like it works for you uh some people like me i need every day so i'm gonna have to do it every day otherwise i'll go crazy um and some people they do it like three times four times a week and they're good so i think that just recognizing whether you're being pressured to do something uh, versus what you really want. Um, because if you want it, you'll work towards it uh, eventually, right? So, yeah, I, I think kudos to trying to to make it a habit, but perhaps it's too big a step. And maybe maybe we all can like just benefit from being real with ourselves and recognizing do we have like space for it? Because I think like, if I when I when I do my schedules, it's so tight sometimes that that I have no space for anything extra, and, and so I, I did learn that to plan for spaces. So and plan for spaces, not just for like meditating, but like just plan for spaces because those times you intentionally breathe. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, it's it's really taking yourself very very seriously, understanding that you need this space to survive your work life. So yeah, man, we really need to <laughs> know how to like get that balance. That should I say work life balance kind of thing? Life is also a different type of work, but yeah, the the the, the things you pointed out, we really need to get uh get working on those other aspects and not just focus on like that slaving away part <laughs> in, in that sense so um yeah I, I think we sort of answered the next uh, question that we were going to so the whole point about how we should maintain this uh good work rest balance how we rest effectively and intentionally is to actually um like recognize like as, as Steph pointed out recognize what we need and also like try to make like actually make time for all these things that were like effectively uh built you for that and, and then when it comes to work so yeah and then yeah that's that's that lah so yeah mm. I, I love this topic and i'm 
It's something that I discuss with my friends very often. And uh, yeah, like what you said, having a connect, a social circle really is, is important. Um, just getting out of your own head so that you recognize that, oh, people are, some, sometimes your problems are not unique in a sense that it has been felt and overcome by some other people. And maybe you can borrow some tips here and there. I think I attribute a lot of where I am to the people that I know because without them, I wouldn't be where I am because mm. I kind of, I kind of like lean on their shoulders a lot uh, for, for tips and strategies that work for them. And I try to implement it in my life a day at a time to see how, whether it's usable for me. And yeah, you know, it's my way of like, kind of like as a kid, fixing the, recognizing how to, how to play with, with what I'm given and what you're given is time mostly. So I think that a lot of work life is just how you play with time. <laughs> so oh. yeah. And yeah <laughs> playing with time i see yeah. oh yeah one, one thing I, I i need to add is that in as much as especially for us guys right like in as much as we want to be like like strong people we are not superman so like yeah so like what what steph and i have been talking about yeah get your space for us and get get community that uh, friends social circles that you can be vulnerable with and you can uh, give and take from la, you know and you and you really help because we all have our limits and um, we really need to in order to like say expand our capacities and our horizons that way we need to maybe expand our circles and our connections also build that and deepen that yeah so Steph, I, I believe we are reaching the end of our discussion for this episode would you have any final advice for let's say young people who may start adulting soon i would say i mean i thought about this really long because like mm. so many things that i've said already in the last hour i would say take everything that anyone says with a pinch of salt and just live one day at a time because the weight of tomorrow will crush you so it is really important to actually uh assess for yourself go through life uh, for yourself, experience it fully, entirely, and uh, yeah, you be be trust trust that you actually will be able to get out of it, uh, whatever pickle that you're in. Um, just one day at a time, you know. Don't have to think about four days from now, you know. In detail, I mean, you sure think about the appointments and stuff, but just a day at a time. Learn to enjoy the day as it happens. So it can be work life can be very enjoyable. Um, yeah, uh, the worst thing ever is to lose a sense of yourself. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah, just one day at a time. And if you're a Christian, I will always say one day at a time with God because, uh, you know, believe in someone that knows what's going to happen. So what could happen? What's the worst thing that can happen? You know, he's already seen it. So I, I rest secure. So yeah. That, that's, that's really, that's really nice. The whole, the whole, but yeah, the, the whole thing about um, getting into the details, that's one thing I'm, I'm sort of wrestling with also because uh, I've been advised to flesh out the details so as to, you know, I, I, I had this thought come, come to mind like uh, a few days back, devil's in the details. So if you want to cast out a devil and you get your details straight, you know? <laughs> so, so like um, when it comes to planning, like I, I've been advised to um, really mm. like, like plan in detail and plan ahead 
but to me, which is a bit counter cultural, counter like uh like a a bit uh new. Should I should I say unnatural to me? Uh, because mm. like this whole this whole time be been running on, okay. I got these things to do. I'm just gonna work at it and like see see how how it goes, what it goes, and I'm just just gonna wing it. I'm spontaneous mm-hmm. like that. I'm chill like that. And yeah, yeah. But like to I mean in the context of like say let's say like a corporate world where uh you really need to uh be very effective. Planning indeed has its uh really has its perks. Like if if you like as the saying goes, as the saying goes, if you don't uh if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. <laughs> I mean. But like, there's again as what Stephanie pointed out, you can only plan so much, and but yeah, make sure you give yourself that space to um, yeah, just be, you know. Mm. I, I'm gonna add to that um, because I used to struggle with this. Like, advice seemed to clash. One says this, one say that, uh, and so like I would say. Take the Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies test. Why? <laughs> only eight, only eight <laughs> questions. You know, like I'm just like a squirrel. I have like all these like resources. But yeah, um, basically, it tells you your work preference. Um, whether you pre- you are the kind of person that can meet inner and outer expectations or not. And so, like, I found out that I'm like on the rebel scale, which is I don't meet outer expectations. I don't meet inner expectations I do things very spontaneously as well and in fact the more I'm being controlled the more I resist it (laughs) so Mm. in that sense like I recognize that my productivity will look very different from another person who has a different tendency and so like I think when you get acquainted with yourself your work style then you can be very secure in the kind of advice that you're listening to as well uh, you can kind of like filter out the ones that, ah, oh, I know it doesn't work for me because I'm not that kind of person. I've tried it, it doesn't work. So yeah, I've, I've learned through a lot of experience that knowing yourself better helps generally <laughs> in um, the kind of advice you listen to because if you are not careful, they become like pressure to the kind of success that you have right now. Like whether I'm successfully leading my life now based on this advice when it could just not apply for you because you're not that kind of person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that like, know yourself. I think that's that's the other advice, know yourself. Yeah. So, also to to just like reflect on this, this whole thing about um, even even though, uh, but also depending on the, the context of like, which let's say like, uh, if you're lucky to get in a company that's more chill or if it's uh, the corporate setting is it's more demanding or so uh, there's also a call for the employee aka let's say a, a worker such as yourself to oh you need to be uh, adaptable you need to be like very uh, what what's the word diverse very uh, dynamic yes that's the word or, or something like you know and but then uh, I would resonate with uh, Steph's point in that uh if you really if you really can or if you really want to like adapt also but what's the point if like you're not able to recognize like say who you are like you know yourself that well if you don't know yourself then how are you going to yeah you know what i mean Mm. so yeah i mean it's a lot to sort of process i mean but then again like like what steph also pointed out like it, it can be also it can be subjective 
So see what works for you. Yeah. Yeah, really see what it's, works. Yeah, it's really what works for you. And then work culture is a different topic. Mm. And whether companies are willing to have that kind of conversation with a new employee, a whole different question. Um, I think that honestly, if I if I were to actually sum a point that I, I was listening to this podcast about how yeah, companies should take responsibility for their employees' burnout rate. Uh, and do something about it. So the way that my company does it, I'm not saying that it's the best company. I'm just saying that the way they do it that works for me is if, you know, you you pass limits. Like if they knew that you were working late, you're allowed to take like a replacement leave like the week after that. So it's kind of like com- like compensating for the hours that you were making up for. Uh, but that is all based on whether you ask for it. So again, like, like depending on the kind of culture you're looking for, are you looking for... Uh, what, what are you willing to sacrifice if you're if you know that going into a big corporate company where your voice wouldn't be heard but you get the name in your portfolio like then you know be very sure that you're sacrificing this amount of time for that for that name in your portfolio right so that's what you want and you're you know make the agreement that you want to do that and and that will stop that that helps in the burnout a bit because you knew what you were getting into so yeah Mm, wow so much wisdom in this okay cool <laughs> alright we, we are not we are not dragged any further we I guess <laughs> yeah um, so uh, I'll, I'll be tagging Steph uh, as usual I, I usually tag people in like uh, the episode posts and stuff so if, if you need someone to talk to you can reach out to me and you can you, you could can, can people reach out to you Steph yeah just sure to, um, maybe just tell me where you where you're from because <laughs> I will be like, where are yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. So, yeah. don't be a stranger, tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you're studying, working or anything like that, if you're a friend of a friend or you heard this podcast from a friend, like, yeah, you just reach out to us. Yeah, if you need someone to talk to, just talk to us and we'll, we could just, um, yeah, we can, I, I wouldn't say we can help you, we can hear you out. We can hear you out. We, we'll be a friend for you and we can just yeah, be all chill and stuff. Yeah, okay, cool. I mean, like, talking about, um, uh, talking <laughs> yeah so uh, if you like this podcast please do share it with your friends and uh, if you're keen to collaborate with us uh, do reach out to us on instagram at trainofthought.fm or uh, email us at thepoeticwit at gmail.com all right that's it from me this is the train of thought podcast where we look back reflect deeply and move forward in life brought to you by the poetic wit with your train conductor host today aaron patrick and with me stephanie yup Yep, now signing out. Peace. I feel so weird saying my phone in.